Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the oldest rookie sensation that the Arizona Diamondbacks have seen over the last year. Uh, this guy next to me is, of course, the prodigy himself, the Thunderstick, the Vice Mayor, the one and only Jesse Friedman. That was some game yesterday, Derek, and it, it didn't feel right. I know it was Labor Day, and for like the first time ever, we didn't do a show on a Monday, but oh. it just didn't feel right not doing a show on a day not like after that. that because not after Ryan that. Nelson came out and absolutely dominated in his Major League debut, and this team continues to roll, and people are getting very excited about this baseball team, Derek. It is a great time to be rooting for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, the hottest team in baseball, Jesse, is that that's not hyperbole. That's fact. But of course, this is the hottest Arizona Diamondbacks podcast that you can find. And this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Let's talk about it, Jesse Friedman, because this is incredible. This is crazy. I think that, you know, again, we've talked about wanting to see the debuts of these young players right we wanted to see yeah. Corbin Carroll we wanted to see Alec Thomas and so far so good everybody that has come up has performed at a major league level and has proved that they do deserve to be here in the major leagues but what we saw out of Ryan Nelson in his debut was some next level stuff uh, so he set a franchise record for seven scoreless innings in his, in his debut tied a franchise record with seven strikeouts in a debut and had the second longest outing by a rookie ever for the Arizona Diamondbacks with seven innings. Uh, I mean, you, you couldn't ask for anything better, especially against a division rival like the San Diego Padres, who they themselves were pretty hot coming into this game with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, I mean, like, by all accounts, if you just sort of put all the numbers together, it was probably the best um, major league debut of any Diamondbacks pitcher in franchise history. And there have been some pretty good pitchers uh, in this organization to make their big league debut. So Ryan Nelson put himself in some pretty special company with that performance yesterday. I don't know what happened to the scouting report, Derek. I don't know what happened to uh, all of the numbers from AAA that we were looking at. Ryan Nelson was not point one miles per hour, Jesse, 98.1 miles per hour. There is not a single time we've heard about Ryan Nelson. I think going past 95 in triple a, I'm he's, not sure. So he's, he's touched 97. What I've been saying is he he's averaging 93, 94 and he's touching 97 occasionally, not necessarily every start, but some starts he would reach 97. And then yesterday, his first big league strikeout, as you said, a 98.1 mile an hour fastball, technically a little bit below the uh, the bottom of the strike zone. Josh Bell wasn't particularly happy hey, about it, hey, um, but hey. there were there this were some not calls your job to umpire a game. That's not your job. Come on. It's only your job to umpire the game when the calls go against the Diamondbacks. You know that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Around. Uh, but yeah, no, incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, you alluded to it. I guess there's been some question from other people that kind of uh, were familiar with his game. But do you think that this had to do with that that extra adrenaline, that extra excitement about it being his debut in order to because it wasn't just hitting 98. It's like you yeah. said, he's a consistent 93 to 94 mile per hour pitcher. Yet what we saw was him touching 97 a lot yesterday. And I mean, yeah. just attacking the strike zone in a way that you would see a dominant veteran Major League Baseball pitcher attacking the strike zone fearlessly, confident in his stuff, just 
you know, uh, one, two counts, right? Not dancing around uh, the, the outside of the strike zone. I mean, going for a high fastball in the zone. Uh, and I mean, honestly, it's kind of, it's kind of a theme amongst the success the Diamondbacks pitchers are all having right now, especially, especially yeah. that high strike, that high fastball in the zone that seemed to be giving a lot of batters fits, not just swinging and whiffing at it, but also just letting it go by because it looks like a ball. There is so much improvement, but Ryan Nelson seems to be right now just right there in the same league as Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallant. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what more you could possibly have asked from Ryan Nelson in his big league debut. If this you did ask for more, you would be a jerk, I think. If you ask yeah. more than that, <laughs> you're asking too much. This was uh, this was unprecedented. I mean, Ryan Nelson's been looking a little bit better lately in Reno, um, but this move sort of came out of nowhere. Like, uh, I think we were all a little yeah. surprised the other day when Tori Lavella was like, oh, Ryan Nelson's going to make the start on Monday. It was like, Oh, interesting. Like I, right. I didn't know there was like another spot in, in the starting rotation right now, but I guess the fact that the diamondbacks have a double header um, against the Dodgers in LA later this month sort of opened the door where they would need an extra starter. And so it sounds like Ryan Nelson is going to be the guy through the end of the season. It sounds like they're going to leave him in the starting rotation through the end of the year. And I think a lot of people are excited about that, Derek. I mean, who wouldn't want to watch more of this guy yesterday uh, who, like you said, is just pounding the strike zone the entire game. He comes in with a really big in a really big spot in the seventh inning, uh, right? Jerickson Profar hits the triple. He's at third base with two outs. Juan Soto's at the plate. And you're like, all right, maybe this is when he like finally gives yeah. up a run and like yeah. becomes human again. My but thought, no, he my, just my, like chases right thought. after Juan Soto. I'm sorry to cut you off, but my thought in that exact moment was, and, and you're not, you're not wrong. It was, this is how it's going to end up looking messy. Like this yeah. is going to be a shame. He's going to end up having an excellent outing, but he's going to like blow it here at the end, get the loss, you know, eh. like that's <laughs> the typical Diamondbacks fan in me just coming out and feeling sure. that, that dread of the moment. But instead what we saw was somebody step up against arguably one of the toughest lineups in baseball, at least allegedly on paper, not really with the way that they've been performing lately. Juan Soto hitting 188 with runners in scoring position, I think even worse after yesterday's game. So, you know, this is one of those uh, games that really it's just a coming out party for a guy that we had no idea had it in him. Whether he does that consistently remains to be seen, right? It's going to be sure. interesting to see the Diamondbacks proceed with a six-man rotation or if someone falls out of the rotation. I'm not saying that it's what they're going to do. But at this point, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bumgarner get less starts or maybe even be shut down for the season at a certain point. I mean, uh, just because they can do that without having to really like have him take the reputation hit. They can just use the fact that he's an older player and that, you know, hey, at this point, his arm's tired. We're going to rest him, you know, and then maybe figure out the future going forward. But I, I, well, I, I mean, or, like, so how or, how practically do you do that, though? Right? Like, I don't know. even if the like diamond, the six, even if the Diamondbacks the get rotation? to the point, well, I mean, like, like right now they have six starting pitchers on the active roster, right? And they have the extra, the two extra spots from it being September that they can work with on the active roster. The tricky thing with trying to shut down Mad Bum Derek is that, 
like you got to do something with him. You're not just going to have a guy on the active roster who never plays. So you probably have to come up with like a mystery injured list stint, essentially. <laughs> and you can't you can't send a guy onto the yeah. injured list with yeah, like I guess can. you could do like a arm fatigue sort of a deal, but my back. they might my back. they might want to get a little bit more creative with that. I it, I don't know. They, they have to do something with him. It, it doesn't look I'm, all I'm saying is once you get past a certain point in your age, I don't know if you have to prove your injuries anymore. I just find them to be very believable. <laughs> so I'm saying we just need everybody to be on board with this because the diamondbacks are eight games back Jesse for a wild card spot. Not to mention the fact that they are beating the teams in front of them. They are beating the teams yeah. that supposedly were going to give them such a hard time. We said on this podcast, I said that this was a nightmare of a month for them uh, in September. And it really is based on the opponents that they play. But so far, what we've seen is a completely different team. You brought up Josh Rojas and these players being excited about the challenge to play teams like the Padres, to play teams like yeah. the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I don't know, but I feel like that's exactly what we saw yesterday. We saw a young team putting it to these guys. Jake McCarthy just continues to be incredible. Not to mention that that lineup, you know, when you looked at, the production at the end of the day, Stone Garrett, unbelievable, right? For this team, another yeah. guy who someone in our Twitter mentioned still continues to bring up his like strikeout rate in the minor leagues. And it's like, uh, nobody cares about that now. Let's just look <laughs> at this man, you know, just the man sitting 424. <laughs> he, he terrifies people when he comes up to the plate, they don't even know what to do with him, right? So, like, uh, it's just it, it's one of those things that, yeah, like my mind says, eh, yeah considering wild card is ridiculous like at this point we should still focus i think on finishing near 500 doing the best that you can to make this season you know like i said get yourself out of that out of that area of being a terrible team where people don't think that you can improve and get to that next level right i feel like the diamondbacks got themselves right out of the basement and now are like knocking on the door of being considered a competitive team right uh yeah. and, and i mean if you take them for granted right now they are a competitive team. Like this team is a competitive team. I'm just talking about the kind of like stigma about them and their record and everything like that. Right. But uh, I, what I'm excited for more than anything, I mean, we could talk about this season. We could talk about them maybe making a wild card spot. I am excited about next year. I'm, a, I'm excited about this team that we're watching on the field, starting over on a season with the confidence and belief they have in themselves and yeah. starting with a clean slate, you know, this, this year, it's kind of gotten away from them a little bit. And there are pieces of this team that no matter how many opportunities they were given have not worked out. Right. But then there's more, there's more players. There's more pieces to this team that have worked out than the ones that have it. You know, it's just yeah. identifying those. And then the case it's, you know, guys like Mark Melanson and Madison Bumgarner guys that you thought you could count on and you didn't know what you were going to get out of the younger guys. And now it seems like the younger guys really are the ones that, that, you know, that this team can count on uh, you pointed out in a tweet that the team that beat the Padres yesterday was basically <laughs> the starting lineup in the, in Reno yesterday. <laughs> so it was, yeah, on, it was man. their opening, like their opening day. So for on opening day for the Reno aces this year, Alec Thomas was in the starting lineup. Stone Garrett was in the starting lineup and Ryan Nelson was their opening day starter. And through the seventh inning of yesterday's game, Ryan Nelson had thrown all seven of those innings and every guy who had either scored a run or driven in a run in the game up until that point, it was Alec Thomas and Stone Garrett. They'd done all of the run scoring. So it was basically the early 2022 Reno Aces 
just coming out and, and beating a very formidable playoff uh, contending team in the San Diego Padres. It was uh, it was remarkable what this team was able to do yesterday. I just I can't get enough of them. I can't get enough of them. I mean, watching yesterday. It was, yeah, like I had a sense of dread all game long, I think because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You know, I was seeing not only a young pitcher come yeah. out and dominate on the mound, but I was seeing this team, you know, do what they needed to do in those in those moments, right? Jake McCarthy stealing two bases in the game, Stone Garrett's home run, just all of the moves that they make to put themselves in scoring position to keep the pressure on the defense, to keep them honest, keep them from shifting, all of that stuff, like, you know, there are, there is a lot to this team now and it's athleticism that changes the way every team is going to have to play them defensively. And Chris Melton in the comments says off season is going to feel so long, <laughs> not as long as last year, Chris, not yeah. as long <laughs> as last year. Let me say from experience, but uh, of course, if you guys haven't had a chance to do so, make sure to check out Jesse's wonderful writing over at gophnx.com. Of course, we have an incredible lineup of writers covering all the Valley sports. Uh, and if you haven't had a chance to sign up yet, make sure to check it out. Jesse's dropping free articles all the time. So if you haven't checked out uh, his his work, make sure to do so. Get a sample of that and get yourself an annual membership. You'll get a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com with the annual membership. You can get this guy, the ASU guy. Jesse's got the Seth Cerveza gem on. All sorts of shirts for you to I pick do. from. Uh, also, you can get yourself a month-to-month membership and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you will get access to our members-only Discord, which our friend Chris described as being one of the best benefits of being a part of the PHNX family, uh, as well as members-only discounts over at the PHNX Locker dot com uh and also while you're here if you're watching us on the phnx sports youtube channel make sure to subscribe to the channel sign up for notifications that way you don't miss whenever any of our shows go live and leave us a little thumbs up just because thumbs ups are cool like it makes me feel like you like us that's all uh uh, and speaking of liking things here's something i like a lot jesse uh is saving money on tickets to sporting events because it's that time of the year it's the perfect storm here close we're going to be in the month of october soon i know NFL, college football, it's it's all going on right now. But in a, in, in a month after that, October, mid-October, November, all the sports are happening. And you can get your tickets over at our friends at Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best tickets for sporting events, concerts, shows, whatever you're into. Uh, I've been to some great uh, I've been to some great shows over at Gamage, some Broadway shows. I'm not a big Broadway show guy, Jesse, but I've had some fun over there at some of the I, I go I go to the stuff like Lion King, you know. There I go to the go. stuff that I can identify the IP. Uh, I'm not going to a pure musical, but I will say that uh, <laughs> uh, some things are so they're incredible shows. So if you want to get up to 60% off your tickets when you buy them last minute, like I do because I'm a procrastinator, uh, go over to our friends at Game Time. If you love us at PHNX, you'll love Game Time. So the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. Uh, Jesse, we can't have a week where we don't do the thing, right? Because, of course, no. every week here on the PHNX Sports uh, D-backs show is Shark Week. Every day here on the PHNX Sports d show is Earth Day. Uh, and every Monday, we go to the mailbag. But we didn't do a show on Monday. So on Tuesday, we're going to the mailbag. My mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. 
And I know my first letter makes me go, wow, Jesse, because put it up there, Leah. Uh, our first question comes from our friend Gabriel. And Gabriel asks, of course, uh, how many games do we need to get past the Dodgers in the NLCS? Or is it a clean sweep? Also, I might be lit on Korean <laughs> rice wine and German beer, but that's beside the point. Um, no, no. I don't think it's the alcohol talking. I think it's the five to nothing win over the San Diego Padres talking. And I don't know. <laughs> this is all crazy. Uh, but I'll say that it's it's gonna it's gonna take the whole series, is what I'm saying. It's gonna go seven games against the Dodgers to get past them. But uh Jesse, I don't I don't know. Talking playoffs seems crazy. Uh it doesn't even seem statistically possible. But when you look right now at the wild card standings, at least, the Diamondbacks seem to be the last viable team that could make it in there's quite a there's quite a difference in record between them and the Colorado Rockies and the Cubs which I believe are the next uh closest team Diamondbacks are eight games back those teams I believe are 17 games back so it's almost like those teams are really the the numerically statistically eliminated teams right I know they're not yet but that's basically what those are Diamondbacks are right on the edge but it does still seem crazy to think about you know this team potentially making the playoffs the only thing that i can say that bodes well for them is they they do play the milwaukee brewers more they have three more games against them and they play the the giants which right now are a half a game ahead of them uh, in the standings and the padres uh which currently hold a wild card spot a whole lot still before this uh the end of the season and brian abdallah says we need a lot to go right and that's exactly what it is We've seen collapses like this, but yeah, it's going to, I feel like, and someone made the comparison before on this, but definitely feels like the bubble suns. It Mm. feels like the bubble suns because it feels like all of a sudden we know who this team is. They're winning games. They seem excited and it feels like they're going to go on a run here at the end of the season. That's going to excite us even more, but then just come up short of making the playoffs. That's, that's kind of what this scenario feels a bit like. Yeah, so I I looked at it like two weeks ago. So the Diamondbacks have played really well the last two weeks, right? And so if you look at the standings about two weeks ago, the Diamondbacks were 11 and a half games out of the wild card. And now they're eight games out of the wild card. And so, you know, realistically, it's like, yes, the Diamondbacks were playing so well over that stretch, but they only made up three and a half games. And so it's like, all right, you know, there's just so many moving parts. It's not just that the Diamondbacks have to like win basically every game. It's that, you know, the teams in front of them, the Brewers, the Giants, and then the three teams that are actually in the wild card race, they need some pieces there to, to move in their in their favor as well. It's going to be pretty tough. Um, the other the other um, slight issue with what Gabriel proposed is that the Diamondbacks would definitely play the Dodgers in the NLDS, hypothetically, <laughs> if they actually made there. There's really no yeah. scenario where they see them in the NLCS, yeah. uh, which yeah. I know that's sort of just semantics. But who knows? It's a it's a fun time You're to dream the game, on this Jesse. baseball team. You're it's a fun time to dream on the baseball team. And I don't want to I don't want to ruin that for anyone right now, because this is a team that is that is worth dreaming on. Right. I mean, and, and yeah. even if it's not this season, you know, maybe we're more talking about next year realistically. But um, the Diamondbacks, Derek, are 25 and 17 since the All-Star break. And if you look at what that translates to over a 162-game season, it's 96 wins. That's the that translates to a 96 and 66 baseball team if you maintain that level of performance over 162 games. And that's the team the Diamondbacks have been since the All-Star break. So, you know, if they're able to kind of continue to get things moving in the right direction here down the stretch and continue that momentum 
into next season, you could be looking at a team that's vying for some pretty big things in 2023. Something dawned on me just now when you were talking about this team, and it's different than them just being successful. I feel like, for me personally, I want cards, baseball cards, of the players on this team, Jesse. I want their jerseys. I like... I, I want to root and be a fan of these guys. When people see us tweeting from the account, our ridiculous memes and nicknames, it is because me <laughs> and this guy are running around our houses screaming just like you guys are about how excited these exciting these guys are. I mean, we're not allowed to do that in the press box, over though we want to. Every once in a while, me and Jesse <laughs> high-five and we get a bad look from other people, but that's just because we, we know what's good for business around here, right? We know that the Diamondbacks winning uh, is good for us as a show that covers this team, but more than anything, it's a deep down fan part of us that are like, we're just so excited to see this team be this. I mean, I can't think it's like, I've liked the guys on the team, but I've never felt like I was this much of a fan of them. And especially considering how much older I am than most of these guys, that feels weird. That feels <laughs> weird. I could be a dad or at least an uncle to Corbin Carroll really easily. And that that's not cool. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to move on before I get depressed thinking about that next question. Actually, next two questions are somewhat similar. Uh, they're both related to our short King Dalton Varsho. Uh, first question. Can Varsho play second base? He kind of looks like he could, and he picks it well behind the plate. I just want to see Varsho uh, rake. Uh, that's rake McCarthy uh, stone. That's stone cold. Uh, that's Thomas. That's our young King trademark uh, and Corbin barrels, Corbin Carroll. You get the idea here, uh, that lineup. And for sure we had that lineup in the other day without, I think stone Garrett in it. And it was very exciting yeah. to see those four guys all on the field at once. And you're right. Uh, everybody wants to see uh, all five of these guys on, on the field at once and figure out a way to get them in there. The other question was about, Varsho playing center field or catcher at which position does Varsho have the highest potential outfield or catcher also I know moving Ryan Nelson to the bull bullpen is a hard sell but would he be a good candidate for the closer absolutely not mm -hmm. we're not even we're not no we're not even entertaining that question right now Jesse <laughs> not on the day where Ryan Nelson I kind of want to but <laughs> uh, okay we'll get back to that one but let's first talk about Varsho because obviously his highest his highest ceiling seems to be in the outfield and I'm sure yeah that he does have the versatility for them to play him in other positions around the field. But I really think we're only going to see that in the case of him coming in late to re like pinch hit and then stay in the game or an emergency catcher situation. Like Lavallo said, we would see him in or something like that. For the most part, I feel like Varsho is an outfielder and DH yeah. same thing with stone Garrett stone. Garrett is an outfielder and a DH, but I feel still, I, I feel like our primary outfielders are Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, and Jake McCarthy. That, for me, seems to be like the best lineup as far as the outfield mm. goes. Uh, but we've, we you know, again, we've seen Varsho be incredible in right field. I mean, we've seen Varsho play better uh, defense in right field, I think, than we've even seen Jake McCarthy play at times. But I, I, I think that's a benefit to having all of these guys on the team. You're going to keep them in rotation. And for now with you know Corbin Carroll still probably being limited on how many games they're going to play him uh you're you're going to be able to find a way for these guys to all get you know regular at bats uh without sitting anyone too long I think yeah Mike Hazen was actually asked this question um a few weeks ago about whether Dalton Varsho could play a different position it kind of seems like 
Um, you know, like you said, he's catching in kind of an emergency capacity right now. The Diamondbacks don't seem to have any interest in having him catch for the rest of the season. Um, although it's possible they could pick that up next year and and maybe look at that as a possibility for 2023. Though I don't expect that to happen. Um, but yeah, Dalton Varsho does have some experience. Um playing second base it's something he has done in the past though not for quite a while um and i think if you were to pick a different position for dalton varsho um second base is probably what you would pick um so i don't know how realistic that is Uh, mike hazen said that it wasn't something the team had talked about or had really considered um so i don't expect the diamondbacks will go that direction with him i think at the end of the day Derek. i mean Dalton Varsho is one of the best outfielders in in all of baseball right now. And so when you have a guy in that position, it's hard to even really entertain moving them anywhere else. I mean, he's already so good at what he does that it's just it's hard to entertain moving him anywhere else. And I know there's a lot of outfielders going into next year. Uh, I think we might have another question that someone submitted about uh, potentially moving one of the outfielders over the offseason, which we'll we'll get into a little bit later. But I don't think that moving Dalton Varsho out of that position is is the way to go. Um, even no. if it's the only way to get all five of those guys that we were just talking about in the same lineup, I just don't think it's a worthy trade-off. Varsho is just too good and brings too much value in the outfield right now mm-hmm. that I don't think you want to move him anywhere else at this point. Brett Johnson in the comments said, I believe Varsho leads all outfielders and outs above average. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Yeah, you're not wrong. He does, he does yeah. with 13. Uh, he also leads all outfielders in runs prevented with 12. So you're talking about all of Major League Baseball, and like Jesse will say, you're talking about a guy in Dalton Varsho that doesn't even play regularly, right? A lot of these guys on the list play outfield regularly, you know? So it's like there's something about Dalton Varsho being out there and doing what he's doing with limited playing time in comparison to some everyday outfielders that, you know, on their team – might get a day off every once in a while, right? Dalton Varsho has, 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 you know, factored in quite a bit. I mean, he's been a huge part of this team's success, so it's hard not to play him, right? But it's also hard not to play some of these other young guys that are coming up and performing incredibly for this team. Uh, Jake McCarthy, again, being another one of those guys that I would have a real hard time sitting a lot with the offensive production that he's been able yeah. to provide, not to mention what he's doing on the base path, right? So, Uh, it's just been, it's just been fun to watch. Uh, another part of that question was about potentially moving Ryan Nelson to the bullpen and you wanted to give your thoughts. So go ahead, sir. Yeah. Ryan Nelson is, uh, there's a, you could maybe see yesterday why people have projected him to uh, maybe be a better fit in the bullpen in the long run, just because of his delivery. Right. Um, and it not to take anything away from his performance. He was outstanding in that game and there's no way the diamondbacks are going to move him to the bullpen right now. Uh, you know, after seeing him perform like that as a starter, but there is some, there is some reliever risk here just based on the fact that he has one of those sort of high effort kind of deliveries out there. Um, that might make it a little bit a little bit more difficult for him to last in a starting rotation long term year after year. Um, I also think, Derek, that like just frankly, if you were to put Ryan, Ryan Nelson in the bullpen tomorrow, he very well might be the most effective reliever the Diamondbacks have or, or one of the most effective relievers the Diamondbacks have right from the get go. Um, his stuff is really good. They don't have 
They don't really have anyone down there, frankly, who can throw 97 miles an hour and and control it um, to the degree that Ryan Nelson showed he can. So I, I think it's a move that the team might seriously consider at some point. But we're, we're not there yet, right? Ryan Nelson, it sounds like, is going to be in the starting rotation through the rest of the year. As well, he should be after throwing seven scoreless innings in his big league debut, right? Like you're not doing that right now, but it's something to watch. Uh, it's something to watch moving forward. All right. Next question. What do we got? Uh, Harley asks, quick offseason preview. Any potential big signings or more likely to offload some of the minor league talent, namely outfielders for pitching? Is it reasonable to expect a different, very different bullpen also considering how the moves over the last week, uh, last couple of weeks with Ramirez and Davinsky DFAs? Yeah, those have been actually surprising to me. Noe Ramirez was a very bright spot for this bullpen last season and even at times this season, but obviously uh, he has not been reliable as of late. He has not been consistent as of late. Uh, Chris Davinsky, same thing. He just had um, some bad outings just pile up in a row, and it seemed like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It seemed like the Diamondbacks were going to be more patient, but with what's going on, hey, Brandon fought. Um <laughs> He's always this guy. He's always bothering us. Um, the uh, the amount of, you know, talent that they do have. Right. Like they they very easily at this point could, I guess, do something significant to make this team better. I just don't see them. I don't see it happening, Jesse. I don't see them making any big moves. Um, but the question about the yeah. bullpen, it's it's hard. Right. The bullpen question is hard because if we uh, if the Diamondbacks right now try to address the bullpen there are players like melanson uh you have Bumgarner that these guys are under contract not that Bumgarner's in the bullpen but you have some guys that are ineffective that have big contracts and you know like you said what are you what are you going to do with them and their contracts it, it, it if you're not going to play them they're not going to be a vital role of this team you might as well i guess do something dramatic like try a trade where you're pretty much offloading them and not getting anything in return or DFAing them at this point because I, I I mean the bullpen especially seems to just continue to be a disaster. Ian Kennedy, he's a free agent after the season, so the Diamondbacks might not, you know, pursue him. But um, yeah, I would I would definitely see the bullpen at this point being the primary focus, even more so than the starting rotation for this yeah. team in the offseason. Yeah, Ian Kennedy has a club option, so the Diamondbacks can bring him back if they want to. I want to say it's four, four and a half million, something like that. Um, I don't know if they're going to pick up that option. Um, they they might, but they also might not. Um, Ian Kennedy's had a pretty good season, all in all, in terms of like the ERA looks pretty good, but some of the peripherals there are pretty concerning. So I I really could see that going either way at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks are not really in a position to bring in, you know, some big name free agent. I, I don't think they're at that point yet. They still have so many young guys coming up. Um, I know people are talking about Brandon fought in the comments right now. He, he being one of them, like there's a He's lot of talking about himself in there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Brandon let's fought, bring like, his, qu- um, let's bring his comment back up. Brandon fought says also, uh, there's a guy named Brandon fought. who's quite literally a possible <laughs> ace. And a one a one to three rotation guy who hasn't been called up yet. You're not yeah. wrong, pal. We know all about you're not you. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And and I totally agree. I mean, if you were to just look at the raw numbers, like Brandon Fott has been outstanding in AAA, even when Ryan Nelson has kind of had his ups and downs there. Um, 
the the issue with Brandon Fott, which a couple of some of you have probably heard me say before, um, but Brandon Fott is not Rule Five eligible uh, this winter, which means the Diamondbacks don't really have to give him a forty man roster spot in preparation for that. Whereas they do with Ryan Nelson, they also do with Dre Jameson. I think there's a chance we see him at some point this year um, because of that. But Brandon Fott is sort of might be on the outside looking in here just because there are other guys who have a more urgent need to get an active roster spot this season. Um, So, yeah, I'm not going to say it's impossible. I I still think that there's a chance we see Brandon Fott this year, but it's probably not something that I'm banking on at this point. Um, But there's a lot of guys. I mean, there's just so many young players that we still are trying to get a better feel for like, like can stone Garrett hit 424 for very long? Like, like how good can stone Garrett be if you put yes, him in the lineup can. every day? Um, yes. Yeah, so far the answer seems to be yes. He will just yes. hit 424 uh, until the end of time. That's, that's all we know. That's all we know at this point, but, um, Build the but statue now. Some, put the statue. Yeah, up front of absolutely. Field. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's get working on it that. It could be but, made out of stone. It could be made out of stone. There's all sorts of potential there. Yes. All right. I'm excited now. <laughs> um, obviously, I've been enjoying my OGs, and you guys should too. Make sure to check out our friends at OGs, uh, gummies, edibles. Uh, they are all about flavoring life. They have the top-selling uh, edible in the state of Arizona, or gummy. I'm not sure. And there might be somebody beating them out with brownies, but they're definitely the top-selling gummy in the state of Arizona. Make sure to check out our friends at OGs. Uh, they have a wide variety of flavors, doses, and uh, strains for you to enjoy. And also, we are giving some away with our OGs Flavoring Life sweepstakes, which you can get down in over at gophnx.com. That is Open Shirt Derek. Uh, he is a catalyst for the team's success. And, of course, he will help you win this sweepstakes, which can win you three bags of OGs gummies, an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership and of course you have to be 21 years or older to enjoy our friends at ogs and if you're looking for them find them at a dispensary near you or online at their website at ogsbrands.com or on instagram at ogsbrands that's o-g-e-z as you saw there on the graphic uh, and of course that's not the only uh thing i'm enjoying i'm enjoying myself a hot knot from our friends at four peaks uh, and you should too maybe not a hot knot maybe a hazy a hazy ipa maybe a joy bus uh, jesse's texting me about podcasters drinking too much and i think he's <laughs> making some sort of insinuations in our text messages but of course no I no it was, it was a hilarious video of this lady who clearly had too much to drink while she was screaming <laughs> and she was telling her audience about how shocking it was that everyone she knew had had a birthday that year she yeah, was just it's crazy that by that fact. Yeah, every year and every uh, year. yeah yeah it's something it's something when you realize that but uh, of course uh, join us this Saturday starting at 3.30 p.m. for the ASU Watch Party as the Sun Devils, which I am decked out in right now. Take on Oklahoma State. You can join us at the 8th Street Pub uh, for Four Peaks. Enjoy food and drink specials. And one heck or hell, I'm saying the hell word, hell of a good time on a massive screen. Check our link in the show notes. Uh, to sign up for free, must be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks and enjoy responsibly. Uh, remember, you can bring the family to Four Peaks 8th Street Pub, but um only only the 21 years or older people can enjoy the wonderful beer uh jesse we got more questions in the mailbag of course more mailbag tuesday questions um what do we got uh, leah uh what are your hopes on d-backs making the second wild card uh we'll say third wild card right there's three wild cards <laughs> that would um, be rad if they got the second one <laughs> yeah there i mean that first one the atlanta braves are running away with at this point i feel like that yeah. one is already going to be given to the whoever loses that division right but 
eh, I don't know. I, I think I, I, as silly as this sounds, I mean, you should be excited if your team makes the playoffs. Anything can happen. The role that this team is on and the way that they found themselves, good luck facing a one-two punch of Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly in the playoffs, right? Um, and I don't know who would factor in as the third. Maybe it's Ryan Nelson at this point with the way he's pitching. If he keeps this shit up, he absolutely would be the third, right? So I don't know. I don't know um, how excited I am about them getting to the playoffs. I, I kind of believe in this team and what they're doing, but it, it it is one of those things that like I feel a bit of patience. I almost feel like I am more excited about next season and beyond than I am about how this season particularly wraps up. Yeah. I mean, they were 45 and 57 like a few weeks ago, you know, like they just they just dug sort of a big hole there that yeah. even though the team is playing so well and, and you know, we're all having so much fun watching this team day in and day out when you're in that kind of a hole. I mean, it, it's very, very difficult to work your way out of it, no matter how well you play down the stretch. So, um, yeah, it, it's possible, right? Like the D-backs are eight sure. games out. They're getting closer. Um, you know, the, the giants have started to get uh, hot here as well. So technically the diamondbacks are in fourth place as we speak for the moment. Um, but the D backs play the Giants still, and they play the Padres, uh, another series after this one, they have, um, you know, some other games against the brewers coming up as well. So they do have some opportunity here, uh, to move up in, in the rankings. It's just a matter of like, is it realistic to actually get to a wild card spot? And eh, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty tough for them to pull that off. Um, someone in the chat, Miles uh, Guilford, asked, what's the deal with Christian Robinson? And to be honest, we still don't know what the resolution is on that. I know that he yeah. still has, uh, he, he's, he still is having issues uh, where he's kind of in a limbo right now, now that the, um, what was it, the, the second camp kind of thing is over. Yeah, extended spring training uh, ended back in, I want to say in June. And so after that, it, Christian Robinson is sort of in limbo with his with his current situation. We talked about it in a show a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, at this point, um, he sort of needs something. He, he needs something to change because as of right now, he is stuck not being able to play in games that people pay money to attend. Um, and so that basically rules him out from playing in any minor league games right now. So um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely keep you all updated if there's any news to share on the Christian Robinson front. But Unfortunately, as far as I'm aware, there are there are no updates there. Brandon Fott in the comment says uh, Davison is a top hundred guy in a future D-backs coat, and like that is absolutely an exciting part of the Diamondbacks system right now. Is as yeah. as, as great as it is to like covet the guys that are here. You have this entire line of guys that including Brandon fought who you can't wait to see. And, and yeah, you know, see Brandon fought Brandon fought is, I mean, he's, he is just pitching extremely well. And we're just, we're, we're just going to pour it on in case it's the real Brandon fought. Like we're 99% sure. It's not, <laughs> but if it is, we're just, <laughs> just want you to know, we love you, buddy. All right. Next question. All right. <laughs> you need to build a four, uh, four man, hundred meter relay team for the Olympics using the Arizona Diamondbacks. Jesse, who is your four? <laughs> um, okay. I mean, so Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, and Jake McCarthy, I think are, are all pretty clear candidates. Obvious. The fourth one is a little bit harder to say. Um, Josh okay. Rojas is fast. Nope. Um, I want to say, according to the sprint speed metrics, I think Stone Garrett is actually very fast. Um, wow. And- 
I I believe he's like 80, 90 percentile with sprint speed right now. So the sample size there is pretty small. I'm not sure if there's You're some going things for an intimidation factor, I feel like. I, I feel absolutely like... am. Apparently yesterday, and this this sort of made my day, there were people at the Padres game, like in the stands yesterday in San Diego, who were like audibly co- like gasping at how ripped Stone Garrett yeah. was every time he came fella. to the plate, he, which I can confirm he is about as ripped of a baseball player as I've ever seen in my life. But I'm going to go I'm going to go Stone Garrett as my right. uh, as my fourth member of the crew. I'm taking Cooper Hummel. Jesse, okay. as my fourth okay. member, Cooper Hummel actually has the third fastest sprint p- speed on the Arizona Diamondbacks, according to metrics that I read. Uh, and and not only that, but how are we structuring this? I mean, Corbin Carroll is your anchor, right? You got to have Corbin Carroll at the back end, Jake McCarthy at the front, and then the other two guys in the middle, right? You just have some yeah, Garrett running and flexing the whole time, I imagine, right? Yeah, shirtless, right, right, yeah. exactly. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, Stone Garrett is the best. Uh, hitter's name since Barry Bonds, without a doubt. I mean, it might even be better than Barry Bonds. I don't know. The, we got we need metrics on that as well. Uh, <laughs> next question: Do Ryan Nelson and Tommy Henry crack the rotation next year, and do the D backs pick up Zach Davies and Ian Kennedy's option? Great question. This is a great question. Um, mm. Yes, I think Ryan Nelson and Tommy Henry do, and I don't think that they pick up Zach Davies or Ian Kennedy's options. And I think that's well, sad so, to say. So Zach, Zach Davies, they don't have a choice. Oh, they don't have an option. Zach, yeah. Zach, Davies, Zach, Davies, Zach Davies option, it's a mutual option is what it is. So it right. only gets picked up if both sides want it. Diamondbacks are going to want it. Zach Davies Zach isn't Davies going to want it because he no. can go and make four or five times as much money, if Correct. not more than that, on the free agent market. So oh, he, they're, they're not going to be able to bring him back. He rebounded incredibly this season, right? We yeah. talked about the Diamondbacks picking him up. We speculated that this might be the case because Brent Strom. Right. We know Brent Strom was coming over. You knew Zach Davies was a guy that has shown in the past that he was a pretty good starter, a number three, number four guy in the rotation, but uh, had his worst year last year, had his worst season of his career. So it was kind of a perfect scenario for him to not only bounce back, come out here to the desert and be around Brent Strom. But like you said, yeah, the most likely scenario is that he's going to get more money uh, from another team. And honestly, with the Diamondbacks pitching situation isn't great, but the Diamondbacks do have Brandon Fott coming up, like we said. No, they have do they have plenty of of young <laughs> pitching arms, right? That uh, like you said, we're gonna need to make a space for some guys are gonna make the starting rotation, some guys are gonna end up in the bullpen. Uh, but regardless, I feel like much like we've seen from the outfield, I think we're gonna see the future of this team being built from uh, pitching wise from from the from the miners, from the farm system. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. The issue with Davies is that he's 30 years old. Um, And if you're 30 years old, which is relatively young in free agency terms, and you just had like a mid three ERA over a relatively healthy season, I know he missed a little bit of time. You're going to make more than one point five million, which is what that option is for. So sure. um, The Diamondbacks, I'm sure, would love to have him back, but it's probably not going to happen, which does open the door, you know, for for Brandon fought for Ryan Nelson for. You know, maybe Dre Jameson works his way into that conversation. I think there's a good chance we see, you know, some of those young arms get some opportunity next year. All right. Uh, Leah, do we have any more questions? I think we have one more. All right. And the same, uh, this is also from Taylor Rain 5 True on Twitter. Uh, says, hear me out. Mad Bum is struggling. We could use a closer. He has bullpen experience. Mad oh, Bum's gosh. great second act <laughs> becoming a closer to finish his contract. 
Jesse, I'm gonna let you start off with this one. Oh man. Um yeah, no. Um I don't I don't think he's a I don't think he's a closer. I do think it's possible the Diamondbacks consider moving him at the bull to the bullpen at some point, although they're definitely not there yet. Um, but if it happens, it's not gonna be it's not going to be a closer, I don't think. Madison Bumgarner just doesn't really have the stuff that you'd be looking for in a closer. He doesn't really have like, you know, the wipeout breaking pitch or whatever in order to get those swings and misses. His cutter has been good at times. His curveball has been good at times. But I don't think it's really a closer's arsenal, even if it plays up a little bit. I think it's more likely that you see Ryan Nelson as the Diamondbacks closer in the in the near future than it is that you see Madison Bumgarner there. But Bumgarner, I could see as like a long reliever. Like that is something that the team might try at some point. So, um, yeah. Could you also see them sticking to like this last outing? He went five innings. He gave up two earned runs and six hits. Yeah, it wasn't terrible against the Milwaukee Brewers, right? No, they did end up losing the game because, of course, uh, but they. Uh, they definitely show or bad bum showed in that game that you know he wasn't completely off track he, he's kind of gotten things back a bit I'll, and- I'll be honest and say that i think i think those numbers tell a better story about the outing than how good he really was he still got knocked around a decent amount in the start there was yeah. still quite a bit of hard contact so yeah. in all honesty i wasn't like super impressed by the outing or anything sure, but sure. it was viable like it, it was it encouraging was, it was, to see him not give up seven right like it's exactly, that kind of outing, right? exactly it was an improvement for sure and that's what tori lovello said after the game is it was a step in the right direction and and it, it you know builds some momentum for mad bum to stay in the rotation which is what i expect him to do um well if you guys haven't had a chance to do so already make sure to check out our friends at the DraftKings sportsbook app uh football season is here folks it's time uh let's make some money nobody cares uh, nobody cares about football you, you keep nobody cares this, about but football everybody cares here. about football jesse so much <laughs> even baseball fans care about football and you know it uh the first week of the nfl season is here DraftKings sportsbook app is hooking our fans up with using our code of phnx Right now, new customers can bet just $5, and you will get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion, which I've been talking about. It's simple. Use the DraftKings Sportsbook app, download it, use our code of PHNX, bet on an NFL team to win. If your team wins by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. It's that simple. It's not even just the Rams, uh, Rams versus the Bills game. It's all the games. Even if your team loses, you win. If they go up by 10, that's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And of course, Jesse, I'm encouraging everybody to do all of the betting on the baseball as as much as possible before the season is over. Of course, uh, you know, you get down on the live betting that I bet that's what I've been telling people to do. I, I just I have a feel for the live betting yesterday. I probably would have been bad yesterday. I probably would have lost because I probably there were several situations where I felt like the Padres were going to start racking up some runs on the Diamondbacks and Ryan Nelson proved me wrong, saved me some money by, you know, looking so good that I hesitated in pulling the trigger. And uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you win by not betting, but sometimes it's more fun to bet. So make sure to do that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Kyle says, nah, I don't care about football. I just makes bets. There we go. On the Super Bowl, loser buys <laughs> another, a Warhammer unit. That is, that is some, I'm guessing video game stuff. And now I feel like an old man again. You guys did it to me twice. When I just <laughs> hate it. Uh, but of course, make sure to get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And also, Ooh. Our new 
What's that? Who is That's faster? A good question. Kyler or Corbin? B, say it for next Monday. What are you doing? Like, come on. Mm. We'll address that one uh, next Monday. I think we need some time to think about that. Maybe we need to see. Uh, I need to see some metrics on Kyler. Yeah, I'll have to look into right? that. Um, but, of course, get down on our friends. Uh, if you're not interested on on betting on the football, get down to fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has you covered. It's the easiest and most fun way to spice up your fantasy football season. Uh, it's the Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Look for your favorite or least favorite player stats. In this case, we know who we would and wouldn't bet on if it was a baseball thing. Uh, what, pick whether you think they'll end up higher or lower. Uh, total that, we, that number in this week's game, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Uh, pick between two and five players for your pick'em entry. Get all your picks right, and you'll take home some cold hard cash with the opportunity to win up to twenty times your money in a single game. You can search in the app store and click the link in the show notes below. Sign up, use our promo code of PHNX, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. Uh, and Jesse, I'm I'm excited to get on the action. I can't wait. There's not enough baseball games left in the season when when the game when the season starts and it's 162 games it's daunting i don't know how we're going to do it i don't know how we're going to get through it and now here we got what 27 28 games left in the season not even that many home games left to chase field and i can't no. wait to get down there because of course our new office is right around the corner when i come out of the yes. when i come out of our parking garage i can literally walk up the street right to chase field it's so exciting, and I'm so excited for you guys to see that new office. Of course, we're working on Friday this week just to bring you an episode from that. We don't work on Friday. <laughs> this guy doesn't work on Friday. Look at him. Uh, but we are doing it this Friday so that we can show you our beautiful PHNX Sports Studio where we will be bringing you our live show from at least four times a week. Sundays are still remote, but we'll be we'll be there in the office all the time. And we thank our friends from More Furniture for hooking us up and making our office so beautiful. Uh, these recliners, guys, I can't I can't stop talking about these recliners. They're amazing. But uh, of course, uh, make sure to check out our friends over uh, MoreFurniture.com uh, for the best deals in furniture. And of course, get yourself one of these amazing. Uh, leather recliners because uh they are fantastic to watch football in which jesse is going to hate me saying but again, again we thank you guys so much for joining us and being here and we can't wait to come to you live from friday uh on friday from the new studio we will not be doing a show on thursday we will see you back here tomorrow on wednesday for our post series show hopefully yes. we'll be celebrating a sweep of the san diego padres i can't even believe those words just fell out of my <laughs> mouth but I might want to pick those back up and put them back in. Of course, you can follow us uh, between now and then. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again for joining us here live. We appreciate your time and spending your lunch with us on behalf of Jesse and myself. Let's go Diamondbacks. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when the young guys can go out there and smoke the Padres.